Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. I am just utterly humbled every Saturday morning to be a part of your life and a part of your Saturday mornings. And I mean, when I think about it, how amazing is it that I have the opportunity to be able to have a radio show and to potentially make it a different radio show than any other financial show out there? One that not only speaks to just finance and saving for retirement, but one that's real and authentic, one that is talking about real life issues. You know, the psychology of money and saving for retirement. There's so many challenges and fears that people face today, and there's so many unknowns. And the reality is, is that the more educated we are, the more breadth of knowledge we have, the better off we are going to be in being able to make wise decisions with our money. We're going to be able to have a hopefully a greater chance of success. And so today, it's a very interesting day. It's going to be an interesting episode. I have a very dear friend of mine that is going to be sharing with us some of her challenges and some of the thoughts that she has gone through as a single woman as it pertains to saving for retirement and being a mom and being single, trying to do it all. You know, guys like to think that we're the best, but, you know, there's a reason, Rhonda, why that phrase, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, right? I mean, women are extremely strong and so brave they have to be in today's world and society. And so I want to have this conversation with you today and really invoke kind of the emotional side of what it's like saving for retirement. And I guess the thing that started this was I had a woman that called me just kind of out of the blue. I had known her husband a few years ago, and he was just a wonderful guy. He's really very, very smart. And he was a do-it-yourselfer. He was a self-investor, right? And anyway, unfortunately, he ended up in the hospital. And unfortunately, he's not going to come out of the hospital. And the diagnosis is terminal. And she said, Matthew, I'm scared. I'm absolutely scared. I don't know, you know, any of his username and passwords. I don't know the income that's coming in. I don't know even if we have a mortgage. He handled all of that. And I don't know what to do. And it was a real challenge for her. And I think that my listeners have heard me implore them. 
and encourage them that as women, even if your counterpart, even if your spouse handles that side of life, you need to get involved. Now for you, you didn't have that challenge. Like that was the challenge, right? You were divorced. So now you are 100% responsible for yourself. You're 100% responsible for your children and for their welfare. And you're 100% responsible for your retirement. And so let's have a conversation today between you and I and our listeners on what challenges you faced. So I'm going to start with a big question. And that question is this. As a single woman, divorced, what has been some of your biggest fears that you've had to overcome? Yeah, so one of my former jobs before I went out on my own, I was taking those calls from those military widows where those military husbands were handling everything. And these women, wives were calling in. They knew nothing. They didn't know anything because they took care of everything. And we really had to hold their hand throughout the process of what to do. And I remember from an early age going, I do not want to be one of those people. I want to be the captain of my own boat. And, you know, nobody takes a wedding vow and think that, that it's not going to hold true. But I found myself in that boat where one day my partner was gone and I was divorced and I had these two children. And I knew that I had set up some college savings accounts for my kids because I wanted to make sure that they had access to go to college. But I also knew that I owned those accounts because they were minors. And what happened if I was in a car accident or if I had an injury or if one day I woke up and I had a diagnosis of a stroke or Parkinson's and I was incapacitated in a hospital in a coma or couldn't take care of myself, I knew that I was responsible to pay my bill. And I, as I owned those accounts for my minor children, I did not want those accounts of my kids to have to go to pay for my care. I wanted to make sure they could get to college. So I purchased my long-term care policy because I wanted to make sure that I was covered and that my kids did not have that stress on their back that they had to come up with. So, you know, women, I find women to be very observant creatures. I find that women are more thoughtful than men. Sometimes that's a very, like I've just torqued off half the male listeners on, on this radio show probably, but you know, the reality is, is that many men, number one, we love excitement and, you know, we like to throw a Hail Mary pass and, you know, put points on the board, right? But we're not necessarily very tactful or thoughtful about why we do what we do. Sometimes we just throw stuff on a wall and hope it sticks. But women, I find, are more thoughtful and strategic. And it sounds as though just from you growing up and that experience is being the person on the other end of that phone and listening to those women, that gave you the sense of knowing what you did not want for your life. And you were going to be the one that was going to take care of that. So it's interesting how you did that. You started with long-term care, even though the textbook would say, oh, you don't need to worry about that till you're in your 60s, right? You started that a long time ago because you did not want to jeopardize the money that you had set aside for the college. So that's very interesting. I think that that's very profound. Now, you are a business owner. You're a successful business owner. Do you find, you know, raising your children, being single, being a business owner that, you know, with the cost of things going up, do you find that it's more difficult to save for retirement? You got to make that dollar stretch a little further. 
Well, sure. Anytime when you have a husband and wife, you have a spouse, partner, domestic partner, you have two people in one house paying all the bills. You got two incomes coming in, paying in the bills. You got two incomes for Social Security. You got maybe you got one of them's got pension. Maybe one doesn't. You both put money into 401k or a SEP or Roth contributions or some non-qualified accounts, but you're working together to pay these bills. But when you're single, and that was me, I looked around and I said, oh my God, we got divorced. What do we have? Well, there wasn't much. Okay. And it's only me. It's only me to pay the mortgage. It's only me to get the kids through school. It's only me to pay for the braces, the orthodontia, you name it, to get the cars. It was only myself I had to count on. And then I was looking forward in the future. What happens when I retire? Well, it's only me. I only have me. I only have my social security. I don't have a second set of income. You know, you hear about People passing away and their husband, they got a life insurance policy or they got their survivorship benefits. Well, when you're single, you only have you. So women, particularly me, I was conscious of that and I was more observant and I was fearful that I wanted to make sure that I had enough. And I also wanted to make sure that I was working my tail off, but I also wanted to make sure I could enjoy life and not have to be these women that are living month to month paycheck to paycheck on their retirement, social security income. And that's all they had. I just did not want to find myself in that situation. So really you made it a goal. You made it a purpose. You were very, very purposeful in making certain that at the same time that you were paying the bills, that you were also paying yourself and you were setting money aside. So let's talk about that. You know, did you find, or do you find today that working with an advisor is something that's helpful to you? Is that something that gives you Solace? Is it something that just gives you optimism? Explain to the other ladies, you know, what is the advantage of having an advisor or more than one advisor in your life when you're trying to save for retirement? You know, we all are our captains of our own ships, right? So we all see things from the perspective, from the seat we're sitting in. But when you work with an advisor, they often see things that we don't see. And that's the advantage of working with an advisor. You know, they can help you lay out, well, what if the quarter lands on tails? What if the quarter lands on heads? What if the quarter fell off the table? Or what if you got a rusty quarter? You know, they're going to help you look at all aspects of it. So you bet working with an advisor because you got two people working for one purpose, for one common goal. Absolutely. And I would dare to say that if your quarter is rusty, it's not a quarter. But anyway... <laughs> Um, just a little side note there. Um, so, you know, really, I think that that answers the question, why do I want to work with an advisor? And the thing that I've always tried to share with people is number one, it's very important to understand business models, right? So most of the financial services world, most of the financial advisors that are in the world today, I'm confident are good people. They have good hearts. They have good intentions. They want to help people, but the business model is sometimes a very important component. Most of the financial services industry is what we would call a commission-based model. And what that means is that they're selling a product and they're being compensated through commission. Now, there's nothing really intrinsically wrong with that other than it can create a conflict of interest. Sometimes, you know, when you work for a fraternal organization or you work for a business, you know, there's quotas to meet, right? There's sales contests to try to win. And those sorts of things. And so that's the reason President Obama, whether you loved him, whether you hated him, it doesn't matter. President Obama saw that there was a number of individuals in the United States today that were actually being victimized 
by the financial services industry business model. And he tried passing what was called the fiduciary rule. Now, Rhonda, I know that you know that I'm a fiduciary, but so many people don't understand what the word fiduciary means. A fiduciary is an advisor who is held to a higher standard than that of the normal advisor that's commissionable. In other words, I'm responsible and held to a set of regulations that requires me to do for my client what's in my client's best interest, not that of the firm's. And so, you know, when you work with an advisor, think about it this way. You know, when you drive your car, it is 20 miles to the horizon. That's as far as you can see. But when you work with an advisor, that advisor is flying in a plane at 30,000 feet. Their distance to the horizon is about 600 miles. They can see a lot further than you can. And it's important because you see, when we deal with our money, and maybe you'll agree to this, money is very emotional, right? And if you've earned it, if you've saved it, if it's yours and you've put blood, sweat, and tears into that, you want to make certain to protect that dollar, right? And so you want to be able to somehow be separated from the emotion of that money. That's the reason that people work with an advisor, because the advisor, as you said, two heads are better than one. Now that advisor is able to see things that you may not be able to see because he or she is not emotionally connected to that money that's in that account. I've got lots more questions for you, ladies and gentlemen. Or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you. And we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. We're going to be right back. We're going to be discussing today women in investing and the challenges that women are facing today. Stick with us. We'll be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible, and the income specialists at the Retirement Income Store can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Store. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist in the Mason City area. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management with over 30 years experience in the financial services industry. And he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. 
Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And if you're just joining us today, I have the privilege of having a bit of an interview with a great friend of mine by the name of Rhonda. And Rhonda, welcome. Thanks for sticking it out. Today, we're talking about single women in this quest of retirement success. And, you know, you're single, you were divorced some time ago, you're a business owner, you've got children that you care for, and you've had to make a go of it. And today's world is a very topsy-turvy world. There's lots of uncertainties. And, you know, as I said before, I think women are more thoughtful, they're more emotionally connected, but in some respects that can cause you to be somewhat maybe a little bit skewed when it comes to your money, right? Where men are more of a risk taker, they want to put points on the board. Women, I think, know the value of a dollar more so than that of a man. And therefore, they may naturally be a little bit more conservative. You know, tell me, have you found it to be challenging to be the traditional investor where the textbook says, oh, well, you know, you're X years of age, you should be like putting 90% of your money in the stock market. I mean, that may not fly with you because you're seeing things from a different perspective. So how is being single and being a woman, how has that affected your perception and how you choose to invest your money? I think a couple of things come into play here. So number one, I'd like to think of myself as smart enough to know that I am young enough, that I do have enough time. I do know the markets go up. I do know they'll go down. I do know they'll go back up and I do know they'll go back down. So I do know that I do have time to weigh some of those high tides and low tides. However, I also have a security issue. And I think this is the fundamental what comes down for women. I know what it was like when I was married and my husband worked for Firestone and was off work for a year. I know what it was like going from a $70,000 income of his salary to nothing. So even though I can sometimes understand that we can have the right, those high tides and low tides, I also know where I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a position where I didn't know how I was going to change the oil in my car that week. So I will sometimes listen to my advisors, but I also know there's times that I am not going to budge because I have to do what's comfortable for me. And that is having multiple security blankets of pockets of money so that I am never in those fearful situations. So I don't know if you just advocated money in a mason jar in the backyard. I think you might have, but I like that. You know, I like that because here's the thing. We kind of know, at least I find that women are more so this way, that they don't like having all their eggs in one basket, right? Because they've seen too many changes. Now, guys will put it all on, you know, red number seven and spin the wheel and just hope and cross their fingers and toes that it's all going to work out. But women are much more strategic, I think, than that. And they like to have those backup plans, right? And so you've really benefited personally from making certain that you are the commander of your own ship, that you've taken your money and you've put some money on red number seven, but you've also taken and you put money in the bank. You've also put money into things that have safety. And yeah, you don't expect them to make double digit return, but that's the reason that, you know, as a fiduciary, I try to share with people that oftentimes we find ourselves where it's like we're using the bookends of the investment world. So let me kind of give you this example. So I'm a very visual guy. So I have these people that come in and I just envision them 
to have two buckets of water on the floor in front of them. And they got one foot in one bucket and it's 211 degrees. It's so red hot, it's almost boiling. And they got one foot in that bucket. And then they've got another foot in the other bucket. And that bucket is 33 degrees. It's so cold, it's almost frozen. And they're looking me in the eye and they're saying, but on average, I feel okay. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) So they've got so much of their money sitting in the stock market. It's like red hot. It's almost boiling. And then to compensate for the risk, they've got the other foot in the other bucket, which is the bank or the money under the mattress, right? And it's so cold, it's almost frozen. Today, we're dealing with these low interest rate environments. And as much as we want to feel safe, we know that when we have our money in the CD, we have our money in cash sitting under the mattress, it's losing money every single day. And so this is answering to your point about being diversified and having different buckets of money doing different things. This is the reason I talk about investing for income. You know, everybody wants growth. Everybody wants total return, right? But total return isn't comprised of just growth or simply appreciation. Investing for income is a part of total return. Total return equals income plus growth. And so for many women where they've been told you got a 401k, you got to put money in because, you know, your dollar cost averaging. And that's important. That is a component, just like you listening to your advisor. It's also important to understand that there's a whole universe that's in the middle that is safer than the stock market. And yes, it's not as exciting. Fixed income is something that is quite boring, actually. You know, just having your principal sit there and produce four or five, six, maybe even 7% interest in dividends every single year. That doesn't sound very exciting to a man. But what I find is that it's super exciting to a woman because a woman looks at her money differently. A woman understands that her money is potential power. And if she can diversify, if she can complement what she's doing with the stockbroker, she can complement what she's doing with the banker by doing different dollars and different buckets doing different things, she's going to feel a greater sense of security. And I think that that's what you're saying. You want certainty. You want security. You want to be able to know that if something happened tomorrow and President Biden you know, passes a law and all of a sudden things go upside down or sideways, that now you didn't have all of your money exposed to you know one particular threat or one particular liability. That's kind of what I'm getting from you, right? Correct. So let me ask you, you know, what are some of the important things that you could share with other women when it comes to their money and saving for retirement? Uh, You know, women want to know that they're going to be able to survive and they've got a challenge because they're going to live longer probably than that of a man. So what are some things that you would share with women from your experience that you think would be valuable advice to these ladies? And this is just from my own personal. I'm not advocating that I am the end all and know everything. But from a personal standpoint, you always want to build up that emergency fund first. You want to have your three to six months, I would say. used to We talked about three months. I'd say now with COVID, maybe better to look at seriously looking at six months cash um, income, say emergency fund. I also say we need to look at the long-term care. You know, look at that health care because that is our biggest expense in retirement. Then this is a four-legged stool here, Matthew, but I like, you know, a three or four-legged stool is nice too. But I want to 
utilize all my tax deductions that I can now in my working years while I had the most income. So I want to put those money in those SEP accounts, those 401k accounts, because I need those tax deductions now. So I want some of that tax deduction now with the tax later, when hopefully my income may not be so much, but that's another topic. I want my tax free. So we love those Roth IRAs. Unfortunately, some people may not be able to contribute to a Roth IRA if they've been blessed with good income which can create another whole strategy behind um, the doors that you can explain about how you can move some of that money to tax-free. And then there's the non-qualified accounts where you can put the money in post-tax dollars now. But if I do have that emergency, if I do need to buy a car, if I need to take the money out and pay for a roof or whatever it is, you have access to the money with some of the gains, but pay a little bit of the tax along the way. I just love that. I so appreciate you sharing that because that's absolutely true. You know, too many of us put too many eggs in one basket. And I know that I just got done talking about that. But what you're saying is you're taking it a step further. You're saying, you know, Matthew, I learned that there was not just one kind of money. I learned that there was three different kinds of money. There was pre-tax dollars. Those are the dollars that I put into my 401k or my SEP IRA or my simple IRA or my traditional individual retirement account. Then I know that I've got this thing called a Roth and the Roth is totally tax free. And the beauty of the Roth, obviously, if you're blessed to be able to contribute to a Roth is the fact that, you know, down the road, when you retire, we don't know what taxes are going to be, right? Taxes could be way higher right now. Our federal government is spending money like a bunch of drunken sailors. Like if they got a, a checkbook and there's checks, well, we must have the money. So we should be able to write checks, right? So. We've gone to a tremendous deficit in this country. So a lot of people are concerned about taxes going up. And as a single, you don't have near the flexibility in your tax return that, say, filing jointly people do, right? So that's a concern. So maybe that's the reason you just got done saying, I really want to make certain I'm taking advantage of those deductions. So that really blesses me right there. But the tax-free Roth, that's tax-free dollars. But then you went a step further, Rhonda. This is the reason I just... I'm so appreciative to have you on the show today because you're talking about after-tax money. And for those of you that are not really keen to what she means by this, so I want you to just think of this in very logical terms. So you have a job, you work at the job, you get paid. Now, what you get paid is after-tax money. Now, in our world, as an advisor, we would tell our clients that that is a non-qualified dollar. That's a dollar that you've earned, you've paid the income tax on, and now it's principal. And so, Rhonda, what you're saying is you wanted to make certain, yes, you were taking advantage of those tax deductions, you were taking advantage of the Roth if you could, but you were also setting aside after-tax money so that if you did need a car, if you did need to put a roof on the house, it wasn't coming from an account that you would save for retirement. It was going to be 100% taxable. You had already paid the taxes on that money. And I love that because that proves to me that you are really a compartment-type person that you're making certain you've got money in different buckets doing different things. The other thing with you it does is it allows you to be in control and pick and choose what leg of the stool you want to take the money out of. So if I'm right on this, if you could have a stool with like eight legs, I think you probably would, right? Yeah, I, I, I jokingly say I want a four-legged <laughs> stool because I like the money in the bank as my fourth leg. Absolutely. <laughs> As opposed to that, but Absolutely. technically it's not qualified, Absolutely. but it's just not making much money. It's secure. And, you know, that's okay, though, when we think about it, because if we have the expectation that that money is to be there, it is to be safe, it's to be available, 
we're not going to really be expecting, you know, 12% rates of return, right? So you're investing on purpose, right? And that's one of the most important components. You have to be very, very purposeful with your money. That's what I try to teach people anytime I'm doing a webinar or I'm teaching a college course or I'm speaking on my radio show. We have to be very purposeful. We have to have a goal in mind. You know, if you're shooting, say, a gun and it doesn't have any sights on it and there's no target, well, guess what? You don't know if you're shooting high, low, to the right, the left. You have to have a target. And your target was security. And in your mind, you were trying to figure out, okay, how do I bring the greatest amount of certainty? And that was through diversification. That was multiple advisors, multiple different kinds of money, multiple different types of investments. Well, I just appreciate you having some time with me today. I really appreciate your perspective as a woman and all my blessings to you, Rhonda. Thanks so much for coming and thanks to all of you for listening. I hope that you found this to be an encouragement. And for those of you that it's a challenge, I want you to understand that there is still hope. There is no such thing as too late. Better late than never, as they say. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management.com and post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. And as always, remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.